Hi guys! So, you're welcome to another exciting episode of Stories by Falakemi. I remain your host. Oh, shit! <laughs> Anyways, I just thought to record this fast because I promised people I was going to do this. And it might be long, it might not be long. I don't know how long it might be. But I feel like it's, it's a timely one. I feel like this is the time I feel like releasing my spirit. Or maybe I think this is the time that I finally... You know in the right state of mind to share on this topic so it's not a topic i'm just telling a story finally this one is time that i'll not fully tell the story you cannot pick lesson for me you can pick revelation pick anything <laughs> as we have as whatever happens to you the if it's the jokes if it's whatever happens to you in my story just just go with the flow so i'm trying to okay i want to talk about my nyc experience I really had people ask me that, oh, how was your NYC? Where did you go and serve? How was it like? What was your experience like? You know, people usually do ask me questions in that area. Sometimes I don't know how to answer it. That. Let you not go and be that way. Let's not go and be that way. They will not say that, ah, this person really. <laughs> it's a long story. My NYC was really a long story. So, let me start from where it all started. In, um, in 2019, I attended a retreat in the beginning of the year, and it really pushed me further in my work with God. It gave me a lot of perspective, you know. It made me more conscious, basically. So by February, if I remember the date very well, I still have it in my... I think it was February 23rd. It was a Thursday. I, I hope I did not get the date wrong, sir. <laughs> I had a, I slept one afternoon. I had a dream. In that dream, I had... Okay, let me, let me move back a little bit. I finished school in 2018. And we're supposed to go and save batch A 2019. But a lot of stuff happened and I went with batch B, which was the batch that left in June. I did not go with those that went March. So um fast forward back to where I was talking about. So I had a dream that afternoon and that dream I found myself in River State. And that was where I was in the dream. I was in River State. I was in a it was a it was I remember it was an NCTF place. It looked like an NCTF family house, but it was not a grand place. It looked rural. It looked very, very rural. But I said, oh, maybe that's how the River State owns. So I, I sure had that dream. I wrote it down. I was, if I, that, then I still used to really, really doubt that. Is it God? Am I just, I know it's one tell people like, even people that are very close to me or anybody, I'll not tell anybody that I had this dream or anything because I'm like, if I not get it wrong, which is a wrong thing, people should not be doing that. If you have, you know, trusted spiritual friends. Funny how I even shared this one with one or two people. And they just said, oh, this is what I had to do. It even helped me when confirmed and stuff. So I had a revelation and saw myself in university. I saw one of the people that we served together in fellowship that was a then, um, State NCCF State President of Bielsa of Bielsa. Yeah. NCF State President. It was yeah State President. Yeah, I saw him in that dream. And it was coming. In that dream it was evident that I was from a neighboring state. I never knew that Bielsa was near university or all of those things then. That I was coming from a neighboring state. He was packing his bag and he was leaving. In that dream, so it was just leaving with words of advice, prayed for me and stuff. So that dream left. <laughs> That's how the dream do go. After that dream was when we now discovered, I went to school a few days after we now discovered that we are not going to serve. We are actually not going to serve now. 
I think I found out like two or three days after when I went to school to finish one or maybe clearance or something that you're not going to batch A or the old, class, the old mass communication you're not going to batch A that is batch B we are going with. I was so sad. I was so, <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, what am I going to do for the next two to three months? Anyways, God sorted, God <laughs> made the way and he sorted that one out. That was the opportunity, that, that gave me the opportunity to finally go to fashion school I've always wanted to go to. So yeah, that's the introduction. <laughs> the beginning of the story. Let's call that the beginning of the story. So, fast forward to June. I think it was June we started registering and everything. It was June. May ending to June. So we started registration, we started everything. Big states. Meanwhile, all this while, because of church hoods and so many things that had happened, I just wanted to serve in a far place. I felt like I needed to leave my environment to purge myself. I was, I was angry. There was rage. I may not have looked angry. I was still a very happy person on the outside, but I know on my inside there was a lot of locked up bitterness and anger based on things that happened even while in school and things that I had not dealt with from de- like maybe a decade before. A whole decade of rage. And then the final years of school not even worsened it. So I was on the outside, I was probably looking good. Or people to people that can read, you know that this guy isn't very okay. <laughs> I was a very playful, hyper person, but I knew that a lot of things had to be dealt with. So I wanted to leave Lagos. I wanted to serve somewhere else. But I don't know where I wanted to serve. Gone, 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 Italy. So when I saw River State, I never knew anything about River State. But I was just to just accept it. As long as it's far. It's not a Western state. Thank you. Let's just be going there. Even if it's not. So I even wanted Kaduna somewhere in my mind. I just go to Saria, you know. Go to Kainonia. <laughs> you know the jokes. <laughs> you know how we roll now. You know the vibes. <laughs> That's how we do like it. So anyways, if I'm talking fast, apologies. Somewhere in my brain, I feel like this is very, very long. So I should just talk fast so it won't be too long, a podcast. And it's actually a very long gist. I'm trying to compress a year that was very full, like a very full year. A year that felt like a decade. I'm trying to compress it into how many minutes of a podcast. So, where did I stop? I needed to heal. I needed a new environment. I just wanted something fresh, something new. And who more than god knows what fits us or what processes we need or where can purge us or you know god knows best so when we we're registering i remember i put in four states i put kaduna i, put, I think i put kaduna plate to anambra and rivers yes <clears throat> sorry Ka- kaduna plate to anambra and rivers <laughs> i didn't even pick anything near western states at all so i picked that and we moved I waited and I remember the night that we we're going to check what states was where we we're going to that night my network was misbehaving. I tell my friend, shout out to Somi, I tell him that please oh help me check. He just sent it to me. As as it, as I was able to check, they just sent the mail, treasure base of the nation money. <laughs> I didn't even seen the states. He just sent me text, river states. <laughs> I was laughing, like that was my first reaction. I was laughing. My mom was beside me. I was laughing. I just thought that I want me to see. Just leave this. It's the will of God. Cause then she had been trying. She told me to give this person my call up number. Give that person. I wanted to try and make sure I come like close to the house. You know, being an only girl. And then all oh my brothers, none of them serve that far now. <laughs> the farthest was Delta State. So why are you trying to be the one that will go very far? You know, they just wanted to be pro- being protective and stuff, which is quite understandable. Wanted me to serve up close, but I need to say, no, my mom, I want to go far. Then the, the will of God said, for me to go far. <laughs> so let me go. So I just told her that I can show you my diary. This, there's a prophecy concerning this, so just let me go. And so with that clarity, 
I went. I went to camp. I was so excited. I went to camp, traveled. I think when we traveled to camp, it was not even, we didn't stay so long. It was about, we just stayed about 12 hours. It was not 12 hours, 11 hours, <laughs> which is like, I think it's the shortest I've traveled to Port Harcourt. We traveled to camp, Noag Bamtai. Camp was quite fun. It was, uh, camp was an experience. It was an experience. Camp was a full experience. It was, it was full of so many things. I, I enjoyed camp. I had fun. I attended NCF. I attended services. You know, filled all the rights. They used to give forms. Fill the forms. Cause I'm like, okay, God showed me NCF. So if I'm going to serve in NCF, there's no need to tell myself. Let me just write in the form and let's see what God will do. But see, when God has me in mind, He has me in mind. Because based on what I feel. Those that have served in, like, served in school, like I served in school and stuff, they always end up serving in, you know, the state's houses, serving in the capital and stuff like that. Yeah. But God had plans, you know, it was a season of severe obscurity. And when posting will come out, <laughs> I just saw myself. They say, community secondary school, home hour, in local government. Ha! <laughs> Let every man they will fall in love with you. Tears. <laughs> My people, premium tears. Okay. <laughs> I think I was just sad in camp first because all my friends that I made in camp were all either in Obiako or Potakot. If you're not, if my people that are not Potakot, eh, let's start using the lingua now so they know that we really sound there. <laughs> Anyways, we either in Obiako or Potakot, Obiigbo, they were in town, township areas. I was in the villages of the villages. One of the people that was both to the same PBA with me called somebody that knew the area. And person was like, ah, they posted this village or hunting. It's inside a village that they post people inside the inside village. I was already, we have never entered bus that time. I was already having a day. To not locate the bus I was going to my local government camp was war. I said, okay, and said, people say that there's a bus that is going to family house. I was just very particular. I wanted to go to family house. I, I did not want to be alone. Because then, before I went to serve, I am so I I I did not know how to deal with being alone. Maybe being alone one day, two days, but living alone. My childhood was very lonely for me. So what I used to cover it up, or what I used to deal with it then, with that loneliness was I used to be very playful in school, very playful, very agile, very active. So I used to cover up for the time that when I get home, everything's just going to be only me. At home, I'm just going to be alone. At home, I'm just going to, you know, close into myself. So I'll play all that play. Ah, it's very playful, very loud, very, you know, that's how I developed that very um, fun, playful attitude. It was a coping mechanism to the loneliness. So I, I, I was someone that I can stay alone away for a short while. I have to go back out to draw energy, play with people and so that I can get over the loneliness. I don't know how to undo solitude, like being alone and being okay. So when they now said that there isn't a bus that is going to zoom, okay, where is the bus exactly? We reach the bus. The person that is calling into the bus does not look like the person that is necessary. I remember State Uncle Sam said, Are you fine? So I don't really know. Finally we entered the bus. Every 
they said they were free, free bus to some places. Our own bus is not free. We paid 1800 to get to our area. Everything was just getting to me, getting to me. But something that gave me comfort was because in that whole bus, what people I knew in camp said, none of them was posted to where I was posted, apart from one person who ended up being, who ended up being the zone, um, my zonal secretary that I served with. Dara Singh, yes. <laughs> When I saw him in the when I saw him in the bus, I was going to the same place. I was like, God, thank God, <laughs> thank God. At least somebody I've seen before. It was our MD in camp, so I knew him. Ah, you see, at least there is a Christian in this place. Somebody that can relate to, somebody I can talk to. They were not in the exact same bus. There were two buses going to our area. So, Sha went to Ikwere that day. Go to this home to discover that there is no family else, but they live in their personal. Each person have rented their place, or if their PPAs give them accommodation, that's where they are staying. But the gather was in a way to have safe services. My spirit was shattered, broken, scattered. Just give it any English. <laughs> Everything happened to my spirit at that point. So when we got to the council, they were now sharing us to different places. Like you, you gonna stay with this person's lodge. You, you gonna stay in this person's lodge. You, you gonna stay in this person's lodge. You wanted to share me to another, cause the council is in Ishopo. Ishopo is like the capital of Ikwere local government. But I was posted to Omawa. Omawa is very far from Ishopo. It's like an inside, inside village. So they wanted, they wanted to put me somewhere else. Like to stay somewhere else, I'll be close to Omawa. So I can report my PPH the next day. But I was like, no, wherever the mama is, wherever somebody next to is, my spirit could not just stay in a random place. So I waited and I followed the papa. I carried us to the then papa. I carried us to the to the lodge where the mama was staying. We had four or five ladies that stayed with her. She stayed with her that night. I remember that as sad as sad as I was, one thing that really helped me was she had sounds on in her room. Like that's something that really draws me. She had songs, really soothing songs, really soothing songs. She was she had them on a Bluetooth speaker. Got there, so she was giving us orientation. She was talking, you know, trying to say the good part, the bad side. And yes, <laughs> go back again in camp. They already giving us severe terrorizing security messages. Like the um, there are lectures in camp here. Yeah. Our own security lectures in River State was very severe. Whoever accepted in River State in the last how many in the last couple of years, well, that's not what I'm saying. They'll tell you what to do when you are kidnapped, the different different kind of gun, how this one can shoot, how that one can shoot, you know, you don't walk at night, you don't go to this river, you don't do this one, you don't <laughs> The rules were plenty, like legit people were calling their parents, please quickly let me do that redeployment at your place. Don't let me stranded in this place. It's not safe. Ah, even me, I wanted to, but I knew that this is where destiny is calling me. There is a lot for me in this place. This is the report of men, but I know that if God has blessed me, he'll prosper me here. I was not that confident then, but I knew that I cannot run away from it. Run away from it, as long, I'm done, I'll cry last, last. So, Sha, I had that old that old thing already from camp they really scared us so getting there the mama was like oh this is one of the most peaceful local governments but then there are some areas that are not very good number one area the area that they post me <laughs> so, the area that the school that they posted me to is so i'm like okay now <laughs> that night hmm, i cried but i didn't I, I just told her, i made up my mind i'm going to that school is far it was about three five hundred now go come to that place for a village, you know, the 500 air transport that means this was before. Said I did not mind that, that I'll, I'll just rent a place in that issue, but where the other coppers were, where the NCCF people were, where I'll just be around. I just wanted to be around like minded people. 
I cannot go and serve and then apparently I was just all those desires were just falling with the will of God anyways so I did that and that was in, that was July we left camp July 12 so that was still early July we finished that I spoke to them I rented my own room too in that same compound already then mama was staying the room beside her directly and then I yeah I came back home from camp <laughs> I came back home. In fact, I remember that one of my one of my units heads, my my yes, one of my units heads when I was in school, I already sent a message to um to someone through me that tell for like not to redeploy where she is is the will of God. Person level the way I was, person just said it that send this to for like sent it sent the message through someone and I just those are the things I encouraged me because everything we had in camp already was quite discouraging, affecting the spirit. Because even when I was in NCC, if we went for one service, one of the guests was saying he had been um, accosted by kidnappers and by courts, sorry, at least three times. You know, getting seen gone and all that. I'm like, no, this is not what I want. <laughs> You know, all those things, the devil tried, tried, really tried to derail me and stuff. There was so much fear in the absence where I cannot lie. But I still went back. And going back is when the full journey actually started. Stay tuned. got back to river state in august we had to go i think last day of july because of monthly biometrics now nyc works now we had to go even though they were not they were not till september we just had to come back to do biometrics we just went through for like two weeks pack our loads get everything together i knew that I was moving to a new place which was a warm apartment is it one of my personal call it because the bedroom and toilet is general. The toilet was even shallanga toilet. So we have to go back to using potty like we're using University of Lagos. <laughs> ah, NYC was the actual ghetto. <laughs> the real ghetto. So I had to get get a room. Get a I should have paid for the room like that. It was the cheapest. It was 3k per month it came. Something I could afford. We're still getting 98 from federal government. Now you cannot afford to overdo and I was supposed to a government school. So we go back. We did our biometrics and we just started leaving. But I was dead broke because every morning with me I was going to settle down. They painted the room. The, the room I just been freshly painted. One ugly blue. I don't know how people used to paint rooms. Deep dark colours. You know that colours actually affect the way people think. They affect your mood. There's nothing like painting a room with very light color or pastel colors like pastel yellow, very light colors. Pastel na be pasted to just copy and paste it there. So or white, you can never go wrong with white, white or off white in your room. So I just had to change the color, get a new carpet. I had to make it comfortable for myself. I cannot be, it cannot be like my father's house, obviously. But I had to do something that I needed to create a haven. I knew that I was in trouble already. That I'm coming to come and live in like this. There's no family house, so I'm not going to be seeing anybody in my room. Maybe anybody to be gisting with. I like family house. So I really wish I I was posted to town or any any zone that had a family house. But no, they never give me a older use. If that they give me a older use now, <laughs> I would have made a family house. I don't mean the family also, but there was it didn't put me anywhere in the family house. God was intentional. I put me to help me alone so that I can do what he wanted to do with me. 
anyways settling down but the whole month of coming back in august <laughs> i cried i stopped <laughs> i cried every day literally every day for the whole of august and september i was it was like i remember talking to one of my friends one day and i said i feel like i'm being broken in places i never knew existed a very important part again of this gist that i forgot to put up is my phone sports a few days to camp the android i was in was already misbehaving but it's now sports finally a few days to camp my friend's dad oh god bless his soul that man is a father he has been a father to me he gave me his own phone then his own nokia microsoft phone it's an android so he gave me to take it to camp the phone had the shoes he gave me shoes in camp but at least i had something to communicate with then I think it had the phone spot again. That one spot in camp. I repaired it. Coming back after camp, we had a retreat in Lagos. <laughs> one of the reasons I was running back after camp because the retreat was I think, July 15th. was a prayer retreat, a stretch prayer retreat. And it was in that retreat again. This Microsoft phone spot for the second time. Though I didn't really have it had issues. My friend said I had to repair it after I got it and stuff. But after spending that second time, I just don't know where the energy just came from to just say, please, I don't have time to repair this phone again. Mommy, just buy me a small phone that can take memory card, <laughs> has Bluetooth, and can take two scenes. And that's what I'm taking with me. And that's why I took to River State. So those first two months, I was cut off from the whole world. And I was in a place, I was never in a family house. I had never been that lonely in my entire existence. I thought I knew lonely. That was another level. I had a fellow couple in my compound that was my but it was not the same it was not the same because we're not we're not totally um like-minded so it was not the same thing and then it wasn't it was like oh, you will go to our room come to our room i'm not that I, I i don't know why maybe that's why <laughs> i don't even know how to explain this maybe that's why that was personally had in my compound god really wanted me to be alone in that place so at least for the first few months until ah the love came people came and there were plenty choked me like this with love <laughs> anyways those first few months every day august september i can never forget august september 2019 i remember putting an entry in my diary i want to read it out i had a diary my some of my people gifted me a diary when i was leaving something to just just my notes on shout out to you guys <laughs> you know yourselves you gifted me this beautiful diary as I was leaving. So I, I remember putting in an entry. And that's that's what I'm trying to read now. Because it really it really those two months were were trying. Oh god. Okay. I said if I survived August 2019, I can survive anything in life. It has been a season of heavy jailings. I've been crushed, broken, shattered, been to the pits, to the depths of despair. I have fed on my own tears. I have cried now more than any other time of my life. If not for the revelation I had in February, telling me that River State is God's plan, I would have either redeployed or dropped out of NYSC. I have never felt more alone, more deserted than I did these past few months. I have never felt more frail, more weak, more vulnerable. This season, I can truly say, has broken me in places I never knew existed. See again. <laughs> At the same time, I've never felt closer to God than I do now. I sense His presence in my room sometimes. Sometimes, I'm even scared to go in. I've received help from above, and all of the Word of God more than anything in life. It sustained me. It kept me alive on those nights I thought I would die. 
he gave me courage on the days i was too afraid to go on i was too afraid to go on living uh, it reassured me of the love and presence of god even on even in this season at some point it felt like the whole world forgot me even my friends didn't reach out to me in this i learned that it is god that causes a man to be remembered because now when it feels like the worst of it is over different people call call to check up on me daily and i sometimes wonder what happened to them in those days i thought i needed them the most truly i've learned that the holy spirit is the only constant consistent and ever present friend the help that help comes okay true help, true help comes from god it only comes through men and god can use any man i've learned to love people more or should i say i find it easier to love people now to give when i have and to forgive when i'm offended i have learned to, de- to depend only on god and not to trust the words or promises of men i have learned to create my own atmosphere and carry it wherever i go it is what has kept me spiritually sanitized in the midst of this mixed multitude i can't go without my songs my phone had issues at some point and even one of my memory cards stopped working but the lord has been faithful i have said more than i've said more heartfelt genuine prayers in the past few weeks than in my whole life i have learned and i'm still learning to communicate with god heart to heart I don't even know exactly why I'm putting this down in writing this night, but I just feel a form of release as I, as I write down my pain, my tears, my experiences. I have had to adapt to living with different people with different ideologies and from different walks of life. I am learning a, two, a thing or two from everyone. I have made mistakes, corrected the ones I could, and I am learning from the others. That was the entry. <laughs> yeah, so that was the entry I, I made in my diary. I'm not even sure if I did not cry that night. I cried a lot. I think because growing up, I was not somebody that used to cry. I used to bottle up emotions a lot. Maybe it's now one day one small thing will happen and I'll cry. But this time it was like everything. Any small thing was making me cry. So I just miss my mommy, I'll cry. I'll just think of one thing that happened in school, I'll cry. I'll just think of everything, everything. I'll just remember that I'm here, I'm stuck here, I cannot run away. <laughs> and I'll start crying again. The distance felt like one million yards like i don't even know how to explain it felt like my family was unreachable and like i explained it was really a god supervised obscurity people like even my friends they were my friends reached out when they could and stuff because some of them were in similar seasons too so it was like god just obscured this person just hid each person so i can also that oh maybe i had my it was me and the holy spirit i remember then that was when i learned how to make heartfelt prayers it may just be one sentence just be god i can't i don't know how to do this i learned how to converse with god and i had god i hosted angels jesus jesus in that season kai kai the evident presence of god so then I, my my room be like everything is vibrating that's when i learned how to sleep with heavy charges in the room everywhere will be charged your body vibe <laughs> vibrating like <laughs> i felt intercession god taught me intercession interceding for a place no, so let me not jump the gun anyways first few months were quite hard settling down it was hard physically it was hard financially in a lot of ways to learn how to eat new things still i left i still did not like periwinkle you know, but i managed i learned how to just eat it even though i would rather not you know it was it was a full experience it was i'm trying to open a just a place where huh, where i really put down some of the things that that um that i wanted to talk about so as at october 
okay september ending or was it october i think it was beginning of october i'm trying to remember now okay it was september i think when we went for one of the general um general cds in september or so we we're supposed to bring like you know, we're supposed to mark attendance to your cds and my cds was in that far community meanwhile i already got in a place in the show so i was not attending cds so when I went for this general studio, they were marking attendance and the man was like, your name is there for the attendance, so I was grieving. And I was explaining to him that, sorry, so I was posted to a community school and they did not give me accommodation. Meanwhile, I've gotten accommodation in Ishopo and stuff. So I cannot just, I cannot be going there. The distance is quite far. So my OG just told me to come. I should have come back to him for him to change my PPA. So later I went back, he changed my PPA to a school very, and that public school very close to my place. But I went there the first day, so I, my, my spirit was still not flowing there. I went back, I told him I wanted to change. By that time, they had given me the information about a private school, the one my mama served in, the mama that served before me, where she served in, as, where she served as a teacher, and that they had vacancies already because she was passing out in October. So they had vacancies already. And they were going to be paying us ten thousand, yeah. Huh? Almost ten thousand and nineteen. It isn't okay <laughs> for the children. Oh, that's thirty thousand. Who will survive in a strange land? No, no. <laughs> and it's hard to bear constantly. One week I had to keep going back to my OG. I finally, finally did it for me. And he posted me alongside two other people that became very, very dear to me. One guy and another lady. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't want to mistakenly go and call somebody's name. <laughs> I don't think I'm call somebody's name in this podcast, but if I call somebody's name, they know their self. He's not going to cause anything. So, yeah, the first time it's Ayola and Jerome to another PPA. And to that PPA, and we all there, though it was a bigger workload and everything, we're going to be going to school every day. If I was in a public school, I'd be going to school probably twice or thrice in a week. But so we're going to be going to school every day, teaching from Jesus to SS3. Me, I was teaching two subjects. Every other person was teaching to the subjects, so, but me was in two major sh- subjects English and literature. So she started in the PPA and it was going fine. That's PPA part of it. My compound, <laughs> my compound, there we rented that place it was a very beautiful place. Let me not say something else. Apart from the toilet situation, there was there was a water situation. So my landlord had three adjoining houses, our own place is one of his houses in the middle he used to live there but he parked to the city then another rented apartment so it, it was like three houses in one <clears throat> and then we have to go and pump in one of the houses everything There's, there was no light before we got to the community there was no light they had not had light for about two years so they used to use gin they will use them to power the pumping machine and pump. Then the tank was leaking. So you have to fetch water for the whole week. The pump on Saturday, they have to fetch water for the whole week. And when we got there, we were still settling down. There was no money to buy drum. We are handling serious things like buy gas cooker. I never have gas cylinder for the first one month. I think it was October. September, I didn't have to go and carry gas cooker. I had to go and buy from somebody that was living, you know. Money was very tight. I had to learn a lot of things in NYC. How to manage money, how to work with a budget. Everything came with that experience. So I didn't have a room. I had maybe like three or two or three buckets. So that was what we were working with. And in River State, everyone that knows the weather in River State is a very cool weather. It rains all the time. So we're always praying for rain because we, me and the other compound are in the compound. We don't have drum yet. So once we've had two or three buckets from the tap, uh, how many days would that one last? We have our bath and water has finished. Literally. 
So we used to pray for rain. Instead, we have to bathe with rain water, wash our clothes with rain water. In fact, it was it was an experience. I remember I'm one day. <laughs> hey, God. Ah, one day, I had to go and fetch. One day I was on my period. And I was I was in serious pain. <laughs> and I had to go and fetch water from the hotel <laughs> that was near our house. A distance. Carry water on my head like this. Because how will you not have water in that kind of time? Please, dear. <laughs> and I saw the next week. He was like, how will you not have water? Ha! It was a nice, but I still had to go and source for water. That's the fetch water. How many buckets? Thank God. I think one of the guys at the hotel helped me. That was how we used to charge our phone. When there was no light, we used to go and charge our phones. Every night, we used to go and charge our phones at the hotel. Chicabella Hotel, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to piece this story together, but just follow <laughs> just follow the story. We'll go and charge our hotels at um, <laughs> It's a mistake. We go and charge our phones at the hotel at night. They put on general around seven. We we'll stayed there, stay at the bar to charge our phones. It was a very big hotel. They had the bar, they had the poolside, so we stay at the bar. People was coming to smoke, drink. There was a television there, so at least we had the semblance of a matone watching TV at night. <laughs> Even though it was at a bar, that was my first time. I was like, if my friends should hear that, for like here is a regular at a bar. How will they feel? <laughs> Ah, God, it was an experience. I was exposed to the rugged life. So, we have to go and charge our phones at, at night. Then, at first, it was just my small phone until September 18. I had to save up money. They sent money from home, sent some money to me. I had some, I added some of my own money. And I got a phone, second hand. And that's the phone I'm using till now. Somebody just got his phone. It was never up to a month. Wanted to sell it, so just I just got it from him instead of going to all over to buy a phone. And luckily, I got a very good phone. Anyways, <clears throat> close to the end of September, which is when the crying and everything, I was now settling in emotionally. I was getting more acclimatized to the environment. So it was close to the end of September. We had a rugged, my first raw rugged. He was in Bonny Island. Okay. I remember that my papa, okay, then they had handed over to us. Not long after we got there, NCCF, that's when now NCCF handed over. And then they handed over to Dara as the papa, and I was the mama, and so many beautiful people we served with. Like I said, Dara was the only person I knew from camp. So I was happy that, okay, I know one person here. And the person I'm serving with directly as my, <laughs> the head of the, the um, executive, somebody I know. and. Thank God. Even if somebody had not know, I just know that this person is. I've seen this person in the camp before. You know, it's somebody that you just in that kind of place when you are serving in a strange place. So when you when you are in a strange place, anything familiar just suits your soul. Maybe somebody speaking your language or somebody. It just I never knew how happy it was to see a Yoruba person until I was serving in a place where Yoruba people did not exist. Really did not exist. Maybe one or two people in the whole community. There were not plenty at all. But when, when, yeah, it's somebody I do, but we will be happy to see you too, you know, that kind of thing. I never knew. I never knew that joy until I saved you. So anyways, it was the end of September. NCC ever the rugged. And only two people could go because it was, uh, it was an expensive rugged. We had to fund ourselves to the place. It was over this, over, we used to call it overseas, wasn't there abroad? Bonnie Island. We had to travel over water to the place. 
and I don't know my papa kept saying no it's it's not my mother going to the place I said see I'm scared of water he said no I have to go with him so I went and thank god I went for that experience in fact I keep thanking god I pushed me to go for that for that rugged I met beautiful people you know I met some people that I had seen in camp before and that that rugged just helped my mind helped my heart helped me to see that okay there is a greater reason to you being here stop sulking you've cried enough you've you've had enough tears now wake up come up and take take um take your scroll there is a script that you're supposed to leave as you've come here there is a a seat for you to fill in just take it up and do it you've cried enough now wipe your tears that was how it just felt like that was what that rugged was like for me seven star again it was powerful preached the gospel you know just being in the when i was in the kitchen i was preaching my own gospel from the kitchen <laughs> it was still beautiful being in the kitchen with people we're not even plenty then because the rugged was we used to call it the hey <laughs> i i remember <laughs> like big man rugged it was very it was a small international fresh stuff we were not as large as the other ruggeds it was a wonderful experience for me after that we resumed school you know, it was about school and going to school coming back i had some funny people in my compound in fact i had to learn how to live with people because apart from school that i lived with people in the hostel and that one is never had i'm going to school fellowship in the evening i'm just coming back to the cell to sleep this time i was living full-time with people in my compound one family had three children that were very noisy oh my god very very noisy we had to just come outside and start shouting pray stop making noise <laughs> i still remember pray stop making noise i've forgotten the daughter's name the two of them were always fighting always making noise ah you need to sleep in the afternoon then we had a very my sweet harmony baby <laughs> in the compound so we had babies it was noisy we had people with different character you know us I just had to learn how to live with people because in my house I've always lived like we we've always lived alone in our own house. So I don't know what it felt like or how it would feel to live with people and to just tolerate people. That's how I learned it too. It was it was a whole it was a full experience. I can't I just it, it it was like a mirror for me. I saw myself and I just knew I needed a lot of help. And in that in that space and time God helped me. It started a journey to healing, 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 and being whole, being a whole person. You know, healing fully, letting go of the hurt, letting go of the pain. You know, that was where <clears throat> all the sorry, all the journey started. The full journey started. I never knew that I had. I was averse to serving the fire of God. <laughs> I never knew that I, I already closed up my emotions towards it based on some experiences. I already closed up my emotions to it. I just wanted to go through the emotions let's do what we came here to do and not be invested no need being friends with the people no need being close to the people do you get that kind of thing and funny that i'd already been averse to it until i saw that my papa was reaching out to me this person was trying to be friendly and everything but i was just doing stone codes i was just let's answer official matters okay and leave leave the place but he broke i don't even know what kind of person he is or what he was made of god helped him he broke through and he was saying, see, your coconut head. We will serve and we'll be friends. And Tona is one of one of my biggest friends. At least that's that's a big testimony for me why I see. So I don't even know. My NYC was 
it was a journey a journey to healing a journey to light a journey to so much light okay it was a journey of encounters i had crazy encounters you know i remember one night i think we even at the bar or something i went to charge i went to charge my phone i just heard a word in my ear just said sahina sahina and as i heard it i it was like i saw the spelling so i just googled it ah, what's sahina and i saw a gift of god and i felt like the only thing was calling me that was telling me that you are a gift of god to this place to these people you know this would help my self-esteem that i'd never know that they didn't enter the gutters <laughs> it helped me in that season it was it was a lot of pruning there were a lot of experiences or crazy experiences like the nights we encountered the courses hey oh my god that used to be like my highlights of crazy events that night was crazy <laughs> i think it was a Sunday night we just finished fellowship then ayola and i went to go and charge phone went to go and charge our phone new we know now staying in the bar because i think they were watching football or something but was full so went to the poolside and plugged our phones i was i just dropped i just I was talking to somebody on the phone. So somebody I was like, ah, I just finished the, I dropped the call, looked up, I think I was typing or something. If I was saying Jesus is Lord, somebody had come, carry chair, just blocked us to the wall, started talking, unplugged our phones, say feed the bone also you can't call anybody they were just threatening us, saying all sorts of things. I was even trying to talk, I didn't even know what I was trying to say. I said, Hey, shush, if I won't hear my voice, I go pay, go hear my voice. I just don't want to hear. Ah oh. <laughs> I said people that if feminists. Feminists better not go and serve in, in any important court or river state because <laughs> no society they you will see female oppression, terrible ones in that in those areas. So you just say that I said I shut up. I was trying I was trying to escape. I thought okay, I want to go to the toilet. He said, sit at your shadow. Sit at your shadow with did that work. Make you no shift. I said, ha, huh. <laughs> I haven't tried this night. It was not for you. Even my neighbor came in to come and say, ah, uh-uh, what's going on? Kemi, Kemi, she came to, her neighbor was Kemi. So she came, ah, what's going on? What's happening here? She came to come and say, I told her, she, she would even come and rescue us. She was feeling like, she was feeling fly. Because then she wasn't very close to many of the court guys. And she was, she was their G, just greeting them and stuff. You know? Because in that community, I learned how to, just be jovial with everybody be the way we were raised we were raised to only be nice to nice to i don't know how to explain it to only be cordial or give attention to people that are nice or people that are your mindset and stuff but here we just learn to talk to everybody you know if they are talking to you answer them just know how to hold basic conversations with people don't snub them don't because you don't know who is who <laughs> ah jesus christ so she came down and she's like, ah, what's going on? People stand up now, let's go. Oh, I don't even know what she said. Yeah, also like that. What is it? What is she doing? She should leave the place. I, was like, I think that's when I looked back and I saw that all the other course guys of that court were ready. Or oh, from that area, we're already seated at the back. And I knew that second the commander, what they even call his name, then I knew because I used to greet him. I didn't even know that he was a big person in the court. I just to greet him. If I say him good evening, he has even asked that my neighbor before that. What happened to this your sister? She's always quiet, she's not used to talk. That one, that one told him that you know that when mother born to children, they cannot be the same. So this one is the deeper life. Because <laughs> I was always gentle. What what I want to be saying inside the bar? I'm either pressing my phone or with headsets on. 
and listen to music just with my phone to charge so he just told us at some point just told, us, just told me that me i should stand up he had already said all sorts of things how he had a gun on him even had a bottle he wanted to break the bottle on and you lost it my mind had already gone to different places fear i knew that that's not that fear is real and alive he had a gun on him this one down he has killed so many people that wanted to join the military because he can shoot very well he was drunk so he was just spewing a lot of stuff and it was terrifying it was a really terrifying traumatizing experience i don't know if i can ever forget it ah god it was really traumatizing very traumatizing i can say it now and laugh about it but when it happened i remember calling something that night and i was shaking said i don't even know what's going on right now but i'm shaking <laughs> ah god just something to go and meet the second in command the second in command at the back i should go and meet him and they're like 10 guys there I was standing like with shaky legs. I was almost walking to the area when Udemy, one of the guys from the bar, <laughs> just called me, for like, for like, no mind them, we'll come here. So there was like a distraction. That's how I used that cover to escape and I left. Left to the, I just went to the bar side. In about two, three minutes, I already spoken to the guy. He let Ayola go. And that's how we left that night. I remember I was shaking on my inside. Cause this place had, had tried every bit to terrorize me. In every way, I was traumatized. I had been traumatized by this place. It was just God that was the tread holding me down. Like we used to hear gunshots like banger. We used to hear gunshots like on a daily basis, random. It was later that everything calmed down. No long after we came, everything calmed down. That okay, maybe it's only when they are doing burial, I'll just hear cannon shots. But before, it was like joke. Just being, what was going on? Is it banger? My race cannot be banger because it's not Christmas <laughs> and it's not anything festive, and people will still be moving around like nothing is happening. So, there were a lot of stuff I learned like military presence. That was the time I really saw military presence, saw armor tanks, people wearing bullets, you know, see the way they used to mount guns, carry heavy ammunition. That, hey, you're in Niger Delta, you're in a different place. <laughs> it was a whole different environment, a new culture shock really affected me. I remember talking to somebody on the road one day. I never know when I even switched to Yoruba. I'm sure the person was looking at me like, like what is this person saying? You think that you're talking to Yoruba person? <laughs> Finally, I just took my seat again. I was like, I'm sorry. And I started speaking in English again. It was, it was a whole experience. But one of my biggest highlights was NCTF. NCTF blessed me in, in a very great way. NCTF blessed my journey. I served from afar, but just like that revelation addict. <clears throat> I still was a part of NCCF as a zone serving with the schools I served with. It was beautiful. It was beautiful when it was time to welcome schools, you know. I, I just remember how my welcome experience was and I was just it, it just gave me energy to just want to welcome them, have them out, have them in my room, feed them, talk to them, laugh with them, anything to ease their attention because anybody coming out from university camp that was not posted to town will naturally be tense because okay, you've heard a lot from camp. Now you're not coming to see the practical, you know. And what they're saying in the camp is not really a lie because after we got our zone. We were hearing of coppers that a copper that had been kidnapped one time, coppers that had been raped, you know, in the local government. Though it had been a long time before, but those things that happened before they were possibilities. So it was coming from that kind of place. I just knew that I needed the same way somebody was there when I came, that that soft landed everything, that cushioned it for me, that made it you know, that was that light for me where it looked like everything was dark. 
I wanted to be like that to other people. And so even when I had the platform as a mama, I was there. He gave me the I, I learned how to love people. I never knew that I could love people. Like I don't see myself as that loving person. I'm hyper I'm fun to be with, but I never see myself as a loving person. But that office and then NYS just shaped me. There's a way that when you've been broken down, you will love in a very mysterious kind of way. <laughs> you will learn how to give, how to love. You just <laughs> you've been broken you've been you've been touched you've been pierced to a point it just nyc broke me it really broke me and i'll I'll forever be grateful for it i'll be grateful for the community for the people i served with you know i was paranoid i was like okay i'm serving with these people i don't even know you know serving in church again how is it going to be carrying that church hurt i don't want to serve people that condemn me i don't want to serve people that always have things to complain about i don't want to serve with judgmental people I just want to do what I want to do and leave. In fact, in, when I was going there, I was just going to have fun in NYC. Before, I never want to serve, <laughs> you know, in NCCF or anything. But even when it came, <clears throat> I just took it up. And the people that God brought to me, God, ah, they loved me. It was scary the way they loved me. I was wondering maybe it's me or something else. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's something that I used to pass they just loved me it was weird it was creeping me out so that i was just like savage to them and they they were still showing up they were still very caring like very attentive ah, mama what do you want oh yeah so kind of schools are these people <laughs> you know actually my g papa my g rugged my g um what is it gcbn those people <laughs> that we serve together they they were they were just very beautiful people. My G, my GSA mama. So come on, uh, we'll go to Rugged together. The support, the everything, we'll go to Rugged ground. It was just always beautiful. I learned a lot from them. I learned community. I learned that they will not leave me. Learned that many Ruggeds, I used to delay them. At least the two, I think the last two. Okay, what's the last one? I delayed them. We were supposed to leave, but I was still in the kitchen frying egg because the last day they two. It was bread and egg. So there was a late batch of eggs that was too late. So I was still frying eggs and the bus was ready to go. I was like, I don't know. They were already packing their stuff. We said, Mama, where's your bag? They already carry my bag. And they said, like, Okay, Mama, you're not done. I'll be okay, Mama, oh, wait, oh, wait. And they stayed and they waited for me. It was little, but it was everything for me. It was the thoughts behind it because it was something I was not used to. I did not, I, I was not used to people doing that for me, saying, Oh, wait like they they saw me as not that they were going to leave me anyways they were saying they were wait with me in the kitchen they were going to wait they're not going to leave me so i was like oh my god so many experiences that just really touched me you know when your heart has been made tender yes that's what that experience did to me. when your heart has been made tender you know the little the little less things will matter the same thing the same way if you are hot at that time it will hurt you it will, it will reach deep into your soul and if you are blessed or you are loved at that time, it will it will hit a mark in your soul that it will hit a place, an unforgettable place. That was what it was like. It was a full experience. I had proofs with my people. Oh come on, God bless me with people. Bless me with my students in school were amazing. I was always playing with them, you know. 
there was no time to be forming though i was strict when it came to teaching me yeah? <laughs> i used to be if you did not get it if you fail my test i shouldn't pepper but i used to gist with them you know i was their guy Charlie the boys i was their guy i used to gist with them you know play with them buy them stuff when i have the money say okay you have you answer my question yeah i'm going to buy biscuits for everybody that kind of thing you know i learned that from ayola watching him you will spend it can take one thousand square spend everything on those children watching him and watching the joy it gave them i learned it too i'm finding that i did the same it was just easy to do the same thing just need to open up my heart and love them wholly i never even knew our time would be cut short that it was covid i was going to make us part but i, I keep thanking god that i took advantage of that time i was always praying with them before class it was a culture that <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. Just down to my spirit. I said, okay, let's pray before class. And we'll pray. I remember one day I was so upset. I forgot to pray. I think I was in SS2. Or SS2. One of my students, Loretta, just raised her hand. Auntie, we have not prayed. Kai, that experience. Just told me that, see, continue doing what you are doing. You are hitting something. You are a light here. You are saying something to these children. Their souls are being helped. They are being changed one way or the other. When she says that, I just said, okay pray for us let us pray and we'll pray you know in that process some people that never know how to pray they saw because we just call around the person just yeah you pray for us and we'll pray sometimes i'll be the one to lead the prayers you know that's small that's small um those little little things actually was building something then the show of love because it was a really poor community even as the service was ten thousand many of them could still not pay some of them are tattered uniforms it was it was it was a lot. Some of them couldn't even ah most of them could not write well. As an English teacher, I went through hell in that school. <laughs> then most of them couldn't even write well. There were a few intelligent ones. And you know, as a teacher, there's that tendency for you to gravitate towards the extremely intelligent children and just you know, call them mama, you know, to familiarize and so that's how it was in our secondary schools too. But for some reason I was close to them and I was close to the extremely dull ones too. I tried to help the ones I could help, I'll talk to them. I ever discovered one of them. I was it was just very it was dull, even physically, like talking in class, it would not talk, it would not participate. What was going on? I was flogging for Mark one day and he would be looking so pitiful. I didn't even know where the the compassion just came from my heart. I was like, what was going on? I just called him out and I was talking to him. That was when he told me that his mother had left and his father you know, dropped there with some family members. That was where he and his siblings his siblings were staying and there after school we had to drive there's one blending machine they used to blend cassava we drive it from house to house wherever they have customers to go and blend cassava it was a farming community too most of them had cassava farms they planted corns planted oranges we used to get a lot of fresh fruits ah, i was very fresh in ishopo <laughs> if this was a video i'll have inserted many of my ishopo video ishopo pictures for you to see i was fast and fresh <laughs> I was having and living the life. You have saw that. They say you were this one went to go and south. Did they post it to the United States? And we had tar roads. We had good roads. There was no, there was no air pollution or anything. It was a good air, good air, good environment, good everything. <laughs> Apart from some of the insecurities that we met. Then another important fact. So okay, I was talking to this guy, and then just prayed with him and I encouraged him. The first part was he became better. He said to write his notes. He said to smile more in class, you know. Just remembering one or some of those lives made all the experience worth it. It might have been for one or two of them that was sent today. And I feel like I did I did as I did what I could do. Um, as as um 
as much as Eli redeemed my capacity, I noticed that I was helped of God. Another major thing was light came after we got into the community. Yes, 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 yes. After two years of no light, I remember the day lights came. I was listening to a message that afternoon. They said we should be shouting glory. We shout glory seven times. I said, glory, glory. I was in my room. I found it weird that time. I was just be in my room shouting glory. I was like, hey, what would my neighbors be saying? Won't they say that something is wrong with this girl? But that afternoon, I started shouting the glory seven times. Seven times. I'm going glory, but I never reached one minute. So I said, half ever. The, the, the screen was for over 10 minutes. The light did not reach our house then. We had to fix some light issues. But I, I remember the joy. God. The joy was not from this realm. I was so happy. I was so, like, I was extremely happy. The light had finally come. We had never even seen lights in our house before, in our compound, or the lights. Because <laughs> for the first few months, I think lights came. Was it October or November? Lights came around that time and it was it was beautiful. Remembering now the memories are powerful. Just keeping everything in my head. Just powerful, powerful memories. Remembering everything. Remembering how dear to me my room was. I remember I wrote scriptures, scriptures that meant a lot to me. There was one, Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which is my hands to go and my fingers fight. It was somewhere there. Then there was the second Corinthians 3 18. It was somewhere as we behold, you know, we have been changed into the same image from glory to glory. Then, yes, the one directly by my bedside, where my, my head, where I could just see closely, if I looked up, was. Um, for that was delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Kai, that scripture means a lot. It, it always strikes a chord in my heart every time. Because I remember that one of the things I heard when I first entered the community was to read through Psalms and whatever Psalm hits me or you know, I just can resonate, so I should write it out. I wrote way over 100 Psalms and I was really confessing it consistently. So some of those Psalms appeared on my wall. I had some of them on my wall. I had some other ones too. You know, the angel of the Lord encamped about um yes. The angel of the Lord encamped about them that fear him and delivered them. That was another verse. Different verses of the Bible were there. So even if I, I did not want to read about I just wanted to look up while I was finding it difficult to sleep. There was a scripture in the major places that would look at and that would comfort me. I remember that space, I remember that season and it was a brooding season, it was a season to, of help and of a lot of light. It felt like darkness for a long time but it was actually a season of light. A lot was being worked in. At first there was a purging, that's why there was so much tears, so much anger, so much pain at first. But after that, that working, like it was, it was a launch into light, a launch into so much light, so much joy. You know, the joy was now not just me trying to be happy, trying to cover sadness. It was a joy deep from within. I was experiencing what they called Holy Ghost joy. I was now really hyper because I was happy. I was not sorry because I was joyful. I was really full of joy. No matter the circumstances, they would bring lights, I would dance, I would jump into the cave. What was wrong with this guy? I was very childlike. That's another thing they experienced it to me. It made me so childlike in expectations. I learned to trust God. Okay. I learned to trust God, to really rely on God. Because here, yeah, there's no father, there's no mother. It's just you and God for security, for provision. Because how many can allow we do? How many can allow we do? And then, I learned to sow. 
it was an instruction there were six i remember a month that I was we still getting nineteen eight. I had to sow a seed of ten thousand out of nineteen eight. And that month I did not get um I did not get paid for my school. So I was left it literally nine eight. Did not get paid for my school that month. And we was just so a seed. It was five thousand I even so first. But ten thousand was my mind, let's so five thousand first say let's also be seed. And then move back. It was December, January. And then I went back. And then the spirit of law said, see that I mean 5,000 that remains to complete that you'll see, you go and sow it. You know, I learned how to sow seeds. Sow seeds, it was a, it was a season of sowing, aggressive sowing. I said, wow, well, they're able to save a lot from NYC. I have to be excited for this because it's a good thing. It's amazing if you can say, I was able to save too, I was able to save a lot, but I was able to sow a lot. So money, so into programs, into places, as the spirit of God helped me. And as I got the instructions, I did. And I feel blessed for it. I feel like I helped Kingdom advance. It taught me a sewing culture. It became easier to sew, to let go of seed and actually plant something somewhere. Not because I want to get something back, but because it's for the Kingdom. It's for the Father's business, you know. It helped me. So, if there is anything I want anybody to pick from all the long story of my NYC, it is that the will of God prevails. The will of God is good. And God has everything planned out. If God sends you there, you will pay your transport fare. And you will not only pay your transport fare, you pay your feeding allowance. He will take care of you. If he did not send you, you're on your own. <laughs> that's that's I was just literally some of my whole NYC experience. If God sends you, apart from having a fun, joyful ride and everything, he will fully take care of you. You will foot the bills. You can literally be telling him God is you that send me here. You cannot afford to let me suffer. You know? <laughs> You cannot be ranting in his ears, but if he did not send you, you send yourself so you will take care of yourself, you cater for yourself. That's literally some of all my NYC experience was. I grew more, I grew a whole lot more. Even when I go back, I knew that yes, for lacking me, you've gone. Many issues that I'll have probably flinched or reacted a certain way. My reaction changed. My reactions changed. I just saw that a lot of things did not mean so much to me, a lot of things did not matter that much to me anymore. A lot of things, you know get to me as much I, I i just came back more childlike until now i've just, just trying to preserve that childlike nature not letting offenses get to me not letting just picking up i learned to be very vulnerable again in NYC. In fact <laughs> there was a night i had to just sit down and start opening up <laughs> to somebody and it was strange but i learned vulnerability in that time vulnerability with god first it was god i was first vulnerable with and then taught me that vulnerability, vulnerability with even the right people was strength. And I started to tell my stories, to share my stories. It was in NYC, I learned that I was a storyteller. A lot of things became clearer when I was seven, a lot of things. And then I sort of have been asking, I've been wondering, oh, where did Uwana come from? Why do you call yourself Uwana Abasi? Okay, so I'll share the encounter here. <laughs> One night I slept. <clears throat> And I had a dream that night. In the dream, one of my mentors, my I, I really is he has been a blessing to my life. Person of Pastor Lawrence. He was singing in that dream. And the song was Elohim. 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 Oh, 
Because I used to hear something in my dream, but I used to forget the most of the time. But I remember it's when I recorded the first part on my phone. I've never been able to forget it since then. <clears throat> I never knew the meaning of the word or anything. Later that morning, I think it was Saturday, I was just talking to my neighbor. I asked somebody from Akwa about my compound. I never knew if it was Ibu, but something my mother just told me to ask her. I was like, ah, Mommy, I'm on you, please. What's, what's the name of Wana? Like, is there an Ibu word or what? That was the meaning. I said, ah. Then Uana means light. I screamed. I screamed so much because earlier I was talking about joining into light, you know. And that's what literally means Elohim. That's God my light. God my light. God my light. You know, and researching into the name, searching and I just saw that the real the full word was the full name was Uana Basi, the light of God. And it felt like a Christian name in my spirit. I just received that Christian name. That you are Uwana Abasi. You are the light of God. You are Uwana Abasi. You are the light of God. And that's how I came about that name. That's how I came about the name. And that's how I started bearing That's how I started using it. I started bearing it. And that's how the name came about. <laughs> there was, like I said, it was full of encounters. It was in my NYC. I said hearing sounds, like really hearing sounds. You know, chanting for a long time. I learned how to sing. I cannot say Lent. It just <laughs> in those times when sometimes when I was down, I learned how to just chant in the spirit for a long time. Sometimes I would bring thirty minutes. I remember one time in school, they were writing exam for almost one hour. That was just what I was doing, consciously, unconsciously, even now. When I'm just less busy and I'm not doing anything, I just find myself doing that. It was there and then that happened. So a lot of things, a lot of openings, a lot of encounters, series, so many things. It was a very full year. It was rich. See, I can't even tell all the experiences. I cannot sit down and start. I, I said that at some point I was going to write a book about NYC. I don't know if I still will. Maybe it won't be fully about NYC. But maybe I'll write a book someday that will really hold the tangible things that happened in my service year it was a full year it was an encounter it was a blast it was so much it was god planned it it was like used nine months to work nine years in my life it just went to the foundation to the so many things. So the things that were ailing me just opened light let me see what was wrong with me where i was coming from what I needed to deal with and how it was going to help me. It was just left for me to open up my heart to light, let the light flood in, apart from exposing, let it actually dispose darkness and all the works of darkness. It was, it's already very long, story's getting long, like it's already too long, concept. I feel it's too long, but I know somebody's being blessed by this. If you've been posted somewhere, maybe you're just serving currently or you're in a place where you feel like it's the will of God, but your body is not staying there. My sister understands. I felt like a fish in hot water in Ishopo. I had to learn it. I had to acclimatize to it. Because I knew that this is where my spirit mind supposed to be. But it was just not an environment I was used to. It was not what my flesh liked. It was not what my flesh wanted. But this is where my spirit mind was supposed to be in. So if you're in that space now, I'm sending you hugs. A lot of encouragement. This is not I'll be very, very hot. I'm not about to tell you that it's be cold. I'm not about to tell you that the tears will stop now. Or that you stopped inside. Embrace it and embrace God. 
instead of running away from God, run to God. It is well with you. Sending you so much light, so much love. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was joining in. I think this is our 12th episode. Yes, 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 yes. We've made so much progress. I had to do this because I had requests to do this. People have people have requested to you know to hear the experience and I think I've shared as much as I can as I can remember right now. And if anything pops up that I'm supposed to, okay, maybe I will. I have not shared too funny experiences, but okay, I had a lot of, a lot of handling the male attention there was quite difficult. It was quite difficult because you can never be rude or say anything because you, you don't know who is who. Literally over 90% of the guys there were caught. So you don't want to offend somebody, they're not going to block you on the road or something. You know, but God helps me. <laughs> We'll share that just another day. Till next time. Bye. So I know I said bye, right? But no, I cannot end that story like that. <laughs> without including this very very important information yeah so during our nccf um what do they call that state conference yearly state conference this year i was given an award as the jesus cup of the year we're three in that category two guys and i was doing in the category that award yes i mentioned because it meant it meant so much more than just the award it felt like in that place of obscurity i was seen because i is me that was a mama inside the bush <laughs> how was i seen how did they know though they judged from rural gate and I, I just want it was just good it was basically just good because even one of my friends was asking me that how did it happen like you are not in the state house how exactly were you still this you know when you are it's as if you are hidden yet you are seen <laughs> like you are hidden but those are supposed to see you are seeing you. That was how it felt like. I remember that category. <laughs> we to present the award. The state of our ask everybody to stand up and clap for everybody in this category. Kai was the last category of awards presented. I shook that night. God. I didn't even know how to cry. I didn't even know how to feel. Because if it was, it was, it happened in February, I think. It happened in February and it was close to the end of service already. It was just like everything, all the worries, like no person can reward me because God already said it, said, give me a scripture, I am your rewarder. So it was not like a reward, but at the same time, it felt like this is a sign that you did not come here in vain. You were supposed to be here and you are making impact and you've made impact. The award meant a lot to me, like a whole lot. Now it's not, it's not I've understood that, ah, ah, God. You are powerful. Only, only you understand the way you do your things. Cause it, it was, it was funny. Like I never saw it coming. Of all the many categories that were there, there were so many categories that maybe I could have chipped in. There was best donor, this one, best donor. But Jesus Couple of the Year in the only CF of that whole state. God, how? Facts. I said I will keep coming back to keep saying different things for us to remember. But that was a very important thing I had to chip in. So. Like I said, I think I've said I've said all the um, closing <laughs> closing things of the closing speech, but 
just had to chip that in because it was a very major part of my service year. It was a very major part. NCCF meant a lot. And that award, it was, it opened me up to a lot of possibilities. It showed me who I could be, what I could be. And it, it showed me that I was not apparently useless in the fire of God like I felt or like I thought I was. I was actually making impact. I was I was seen, I was heard, even when I was not doing to be seen, even when I was not when I was serving elsewhere. Other times I had served in church before then. There was so much effort into let them shout that I'm doing something or let them know God think that I'm not doing anything. No. But this time I was it was just see, I'm just doing this for the Lord with a free mind, having fun, just me and Jesus. Not knowing that that was when they were actually looking out and and it was it was a beautiful experience. If I could do this again, I'll do it again the same way, not removing anything from my experience. I will not take away one thing from my NYC experience. I'll not change the location, change the people, change anything, not even the lodge, not even the house I stayed in. I will not change anything. I'll stay in that same place. Learn everything there was to learn. Let it break me all over again. I would, I would break it because the results it was a journey and you know one of my mentors i really ex- i really respect so much said something he said the journey is just as important as the destination because in the journey is where god makes you and and this this particular journey showed me that that is in the journey that god really makes you it's not it's, it's really more about the journey is is the journey means a lot more than than just it's not just about the destination or where we are going let us create certificate and go what will happen in that one year what are the processes that have been imputed into those few months what are you supposed to break away from what are you supposed to learn what are you supposed to imbibe what are you supposed to carry in those months the journey is just as important as destination and that's what i'm going to leave us with tonight till next time i mean your one and only your favorite podcaster uh-uh follow me bye